This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Mind Sculptors podcast is sponsored by TCG Player, your source for all your trading card game needs. Use our link in the description the next time you get your cards to help support the show. Today's episode is also made possible by our Patreon subscribers. If you want to support the show directly, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Mind Sculptors and you can become part of the Sculpty family today. Or if you don't want to do any of that, leave a like and comment on YouTube or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts as an offering to Algorithm Jesus. So uh, we are gathered here today to uh, mourn <sighs> our, our dear friend, uh, favorite deck, uh, Winota Joiner of Forces. It was a good run. had a had a had a good time. Uh, didn't didn't quite make it as as long as I thought it would. Didn't really have the longevity that uh, Winota, you know, you would hope. But you know, it did better than most Boros decks. So. Uh, Say a few words in memoriam is uh, our good friend Ian Flanner. Yeah, hi. Thank you for doxing me in the podcast. Um, now, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, it's a it's a it's a sad day. I feel like Winota has lived her time as a CEDH deck, and uh, at one point was was hearkened as the you know non Grixis deck of the format that was mm-hmm. that was best here. You know, there was a there was a very long time where Winota was considered one of the best decks in the format, and now she um is not. Yeah, is not. I you know I was like you know maybe with these innovations and things like that I can I can bring her back from the abyss. But uh, after playing her this last weekend, I realized that that's probably not uh, not going to happen. Which sucks because I love that deck more than most EDH decks uh, by, <laughs> by a good amount. Um, so a little hard. It's how you met bad. your girlfriend, right? I mean, it is. Like, it's, it's, I mean, it's basically like the reason I've I have most of my success as a channel. Like my yeah. first big top results, my first giant brew. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, Winota has has carried me a long way, but my God, is she uh, is she one foot in the grave at this point? Uh, I'd, I'd be willing to say she's two feet in the grave. <laughs> at least a thigh in the grave. You know that that's uh, yeah yeah mostly dirt at this point. But, uh, <laughs> You know, I love the idea of her her putting up another top result, but um, she's in she's in a tough spot. It's just this it's the format is so mean to her, and it sucks because like you know maybe in a world where Bowmasters goes away, 
I could see her maybe not because like right now when I was playing the list against some people, it was like, okay, like I'm starting to get some engines going on and then I can handle the Bowmasters, but then I can't handle the stuff on top of the Bowmasters. So it's like right. the Bowmasters wasn't there to add to the stuff hitting it. Maybe she's willing to. It's, it's funny because it's like this reoccurring theme on our show yeah. of just uh-huh. complaining about uh, Bowmasters for weeks on end. I'm not uh, complaining. I'm just saying it's 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 a factor. <laughs> oh, no. uh, OK, sure. We have spoken about this card in a negative light. Yeah, in a negative light. <laughs> yeah. For almost a month now. Uh, <laughs> you killed my baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was it was really interesting. I mean, you had a better start than I did. Uh, so uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is the Mayan Sculptors. If you haven't figured that out already. Uh, if you are on our channel, whether it's on Spotify, if you're on Spotify, you actively decided to put this podcast on. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're on YouTube, maybe we just were next up in the queue on the on the yeah. recommended yeah. and we popped up. But uh, welcome to the show. And um, so last week we played it, the SCG Cincinnati CEDH 5K. Mm-hmm. And uh Ian was playing Winota. I was playing mm-hmm. Tivit. Uh Ian, what was yeah. uh your final record uh on the day? I dropped after losing my third match. So it was a five-round tournament at at one and three. I realized that uh probably was not gonna get there at two and three. So I uh I did drop at a one-three record and then I went and drafted the cube and I How'd you lose that last match too? Uh oh yes, Callahan would like to rub in my face the fact that they uh fucking kept a spite hand against me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the correct hand at that table. Let's be real. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Tell that to Joyra. <laughs> uh, and I went three one and one. Uh, made it to the top sixteen. Did not Thank get you. past top sixteen after a two and a half hour fucking slog yeah. of a semifinals match. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, tough to to walk up on that one because it was like y'all were clearly trying your best, but it was definitely at the point where I watched that last turn cycle and watched every single player miss a win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was like, wow, everyone is exhausted. Now, meanwhile, this is like hour twelve of playing, right? So it's a very forgivable understanding of the circumstances, yeah. but yeah, people were definitely big in the sleepies. I, I, in in my defense, I had only eaten like a McDonald's breakfast sandwich oh, that yeah, day. Yeah. And then had not eaten anything else and was and didn't have any uh, caffeine in me. So I was running on pure like adrenaline. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so I did pretty, pretty all right at that tournament uh, playing Tivit. Um, The deck felt pretty good overall. Um, Some of the big changes to the deck that I think. You recommend one one of them recommended one of them, and I think it was probably the best new addition to the deck. And uh, that was the addition of Holebreaker Horror. Hell yeah! Uh, that card single handedly won me two matches, and almost won me my semifinal match. Like it, it just was hands down the MVP of the weekend. Hell yeah! Uh, I think one of the things that I really liked about it was uh, specifically being able to hold it back uh, lets you deal with a lot of the board 
things that kind of bother Tivit mm-hmm. in a uh, pretty easy fashion because you're just kind of doing what you would do anyway. And uh, oh, hey, it also just, oh, if there's a null rod, yeah, no big deal. Uh, if there's a specific piece on the board that is bothering you, uh, you can just bounce it. And uh, all your counter spells are, have two counter spells. So So would you say that I successfully coached you into a positive decision? (laughs) I would, uh, I would, uh, I would definitely identify it as, uh, a successful coaching session. Uh, I think that's definitely what I would call what we did on Friday night. Um, (laughs) would definitely organically call it this in this moment. (laughs) Speaking of Ian, what do you, what do you do for a living? Yeah, no, I coach CEH for a living, hence, hence my my very, very natural plug there. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just, I felt like it was a very organic way to throw no, that into the conversation, as opposed to our ending, which I'm normally like, yeah, I coach people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you, you know, take coaching with me, I can even advise you to not play Winota. <laughs> yes, that's accurate. He'll also advise you not to play Shieldred, and then I'll still play Shieldred, and it will turn out to uh, win or at least almost win two matches. Uh, sure. I, I have some takes on children that I'm going to talk about later on in the podcast. But uh, so kind of the the first thing is uh, what the meta was very different. Um, that is a way of putting it <laughs> there. So it, it kind of had, I think, what I would identify as the new player meta game. Um, Uh and, uh, we, we saw this at punt city last year too, where there was a lot of the new player metagame at that event or not punt city, excuse me, Silicon dynasty, Ah, um, where there was a bigger than normal amount of people who were new to the format at this event. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, as far as decks that we saw, what were some of the like decks that you we're facing early in this event and even later in this event that we're just kind of like out of the ordinary. Yeah. Um, well, my, my whole thing got super messed up because I actually won round one, but then they didn't record it as a win, which, uh, you know, there's a lot to go into on that. Uh, specifically the fact that how do you report a match without recognizing that someone won the pod, they put literally right. all four of us as having lost the pod. And it's like, how, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyways, so that happened, and then I definitely played against some some more fringe strategies uh, towards the bottom end of the pool. Uh, I played against uh, Turbo Sidisi, which was interesting, um, like Hermit Sidisi, your your secret love. Yeah. Um, and I played against Elsha, which is a lot like the craziest deck in the world. That one, that one was pretty interesting in the lower pods. I actually didn't like, uh, you know, as far as like playing against weird decks, I feel like I heard about more people playing against weird bad decks. Mm-hmm. And, and not necessarily that all weird decks are bad decks, as everyone knows. I love brewing in this format, but like some of the weird decks were definitely like upgraded. A little pre-cons, sus. Right? Yeah, like I literally heard about people playing upgraded precons in this tournament, which is tough. It's tough because um, it, I think it's got that like Star City vibe, right? Like you're like, oh, it's a Star City Games event. I am at. Let me go play the Commander tournament. I don't know. It's Commander. Hey. And then it's like a CEDH tournament in full fledged, and you're like, oh, right. This is this is what happens with these things, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, obviously no proxies has to contribute to that as well. Things like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It was weird, but I heard about like two Vasas and stuff in this tournament and like, 
not in a way that is CDH, but like someone literally winning because they cast an enchanted evening and made all the permanents enchantments and then they played a dockside for 32 and won the game. <laughs> Which is honestly hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I heard about that, I was like, Hmm. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is a thing you can do. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm, as far yeah. as what I played against, I played against pretty much a lot of stuff that I'm used to seeing in CEDH, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. uh so I I or were was at least stuff that I have seen in CED, sure. right? Sure. So uh, I played against two Marwin decks, which was what I thought was very interesting, where there were two yeah. separate Marwin decks. Uh, I played against Crick. Uh, I played against uh, the Red Green uh, Itali. Um, and then yeah, like, there were like four Red Green Italis. There. Yeah, only there was a bunch of Itali, and uh, which got to say, was, like, I mean, it's every time I play against that deck or watch somebody play that deck it is always just like the most fun game of magic i think i've ever played yeah um, but uh i you know and then i i played against like a joyra weather like captain but you know mm-hmm. an Arpod, uh and then i played against a bunch of blue farm so in and then i eventually played against atraxa so it's just like you know i have seen a lot of the different things that uh have like kind of been at these events and i think the biggest issue was just you know like we had some people who were playing established decks but didn't really know what they were doing or didn't know the right place to interact we had that issue in uh, our first round where a um, friend of the show kevin simmons was playing uh, idris and you know bailey and i are in this pod and bailey who's another really good cedh player uh who also top 16 this event uh Mm -hmm. he and i are sitting there and we had a little bit of interaction but not enough to kind of get through a yidra storm turn right Mm -hmm. uh and we end up realizing because this player accidentally flashed their hand to us that they had had a silence in hand the whole time uh and we were just like why didn't we silence like ages ago uh Mm -hmm. and he you know didn't know when he was supposed to use it or if it would be good and so like there is some amount of you know players just being new to the format not really knowing what's going on Mm -hmm. uh and that's just kind of the the reality in my opinion of playing multiplayer Mm -hmm. magic is that's gonna happen i don't think there's any way around that part of it right um but I don't know. That was that was my experience as far as that goes. Uh, I started mm-hmm. off the day oh and one, or uh, oh one and one drew round one and then lost right. to to our good friend Ryan from playing with power playing Goto on yeah, turn two. Sixteen this tournament, which is yeah. pretty sick. <laughs> so funny. apparently that was one of his New Year's resolutions was to like top sixteen with Goto, and he was like, "Yeah, I did it in four days. I don't know what to do with the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do with the rest of the week? The rest of the year now? Yeah, yeah exactly." But yeah, it was it was just you know from a from a meta perspective like that. It, the, I don't know that like I'm, I I heard about there being pre cons. I never really saw any. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, like there were definitely people there that I I played against who were using budget options, 
which I think yeah. is a thing that you can expect to see at no proxy events. Right. And, you know, that's is what it is. I mean, those players were in the game the whole time. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. you know, it was it wasn't like they were not playing. Uh, but, right. you know, it definitely made for a different uh, tournament like flavor. If sure, you know. sure. Yeah. Uh, the other thing with it, too, was this was an event that had the same structure as the event in Columbus, which yep. for those who don't remember, Ian, can you explain how that tournament structure worked a little bit? Yeah, so, I mean, they still had 75 minutes with one extra turn each, which already people had a problem with last time, which we were supposedly having our feedback heard about, and then nothing changed on that. So that yeah. kind of sucked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also uh, no adaptations to the multiplayer rules, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so people could concede at instant speed in spite of other people. You could spy play as much as you want. You could, uh, you know, things like the very clever solution that Eminence has come up with, with some turn skips, all of that stuff didn't happen it was just you know straight up normal 1v1 magic rules in loosely put into it's like when you have a puzzle piece that like kind of fits and it just like clearly is wrong and they're just like if i hit it hard enough it it sticks and it's like that's what it felt like right like it's like trying to squish a almost circular oval into a circle yeah yep yep um and i think the the other part of that too was that they were using the point system they used last time, which is you get yeah. points and your breakers are based off of how people die yeah. uh, in the game. Yeah. And uh, that was just, that's SCG, please. That is the worst point system I could possibly conceive. It, it just doesn't, actually reflect how games go right no, like it, 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 it so because you lost to a thassa's oracle demonic consultation at the same time you deserve less points than the next person right sure like if that's the hill you want to die on i guess doesn't make any sense to me but sh- sure well the like, thing is is they they've tried to come up with these you know sort of elaborate ways of yeah. Like doing like a pairing so, or uh, like a tiebreaker system when opponent win percentage works just fine. Like we don't need yeah. to have all of these different ways yeah. of doing it. You can yeah. just use like if you if, I understand that they can't use like command tower more than likely because they have a contract with MTG mail. Like right. that is just reality. I'm sure there's because I'm sure there's a lot of people, and I knew there was a lot of people at that event who are like, "Why aren't they using Command Tower? Why aren't they doing this?" And it's almost always with stuff like this, a contract was signed, right? Yeah. And they have to use it for their events. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, they kind of have to use it. And if that's what you want to do, fine. But you don't need to reinvent the wheel on how these breakers work. It it is just going yeah. to create really unfortunate situations. And then like in a lot of instances, it made 
for a lot of confusion among the players when it comes to filling out the slips because people didn't know how they were supposed to fill it out. Yeah, um, I literally have one player trying to tell me that uh, that we all got points for tying for last because that meant we drew. <laughs> and I was like, that's not how that <laughs> works at all. And uh, yeah, they were very convinced because the judge had basically told them that. Now, whether they told them that exactly is is sort of up for debate. But like, that's that is still even an awkward conversation to have on a base level. So it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening there with that? You know what I mean? Yeah, it is completely just unacceptable and that needs to be remedied uh, mm-hmm. as soon as possible because the just you can't it's not tenable. Uh, Mm -hmm. The other thing that this event kind of uh, brought to my attention again, uh, not that it was not on my radar, but uh, just kind of keeps putting it on my radar is for the love of God, can we get a multiplayer MTR and IPG for Jesus Christ? It's like it it is like I know it, it. So. I want to point out that like there are a bunch of listeners who are going to hear those words and not know what the hell you're talking about. Um, Basically, the idea is that like we do not have a rule set as far as magic competition is uh, concerned for multiplayer. We do not have an official rule set. Yeah, we do not have an official multiplayer rule set, right? We have we have lovely groups like Eminence who have made their own, right? But that's not from Wizards directly, right? And so people or groups like Star City Games are not going to be adapting rules because they don't want to basically risk stuff now i think right now by not making their own rules or not using other people's work that they've done they are risking losing people showing up to their events right but for them i think it's much more uh of a safe bet to just sort of work with a broken system which is uh, mind-boggling to me but hey that's how it works um so yeah i mean it's also important that to 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 note too that from a judging perspective Mm -hmm. it is the amount of information you need to know, right, to find yeah. well, really just from the lay person perspective, part of the reason behind not using secondary. Uh, and for those who don't know what an MTR is, it's magic tournament rules. Uh, IPG is the in, uh, infraction penalty guide, I believe is what it uh, is mm-hmm. stands for. And the, the reasoning behind not using a uh, secondary one is really, uh, from what I understand, in large part due to the fact that it's not fair to the lay player because that player is not going to have easy access in order to find those rules. The rules for 1v1, it, this isn't the only reason. Like there, there is another, like there's obviously other pieces to it, but the logic behind this being that it's very easy to find the MTR and the IPG for 1v1 magic right mm-hmm. on Wizards website. You can go Google it, yeah. pull it right up. You cannot do that for CEDH. You kind of have to know where to look. And mm-hmm. for the average person who isn't super invested in this format, like you and me, uh, it's not particularly fair because now that person has an additional layer of trying to figure out how the format works. Um, And that is, you know, if, if there is a judge call that they don't agree with, they can't go reference the MTR and IPG easily because they have to know where to find it. Um, And so that's one of the reasons and in large part, why it's also 
important to note, too, that this also not having an official one means that local stores and independent uh, tournament organizers that are going to want to put on commander events, if they even if they use command tower, right? Don't necessarily that doesn't necessarily mean that they have access to the multiplayer MTR and IPG, right? That is huge. Mm -hmm. And the ease of access, the ability to access it easily from the greater community and the fact that these tournaments are happening, whether the rules committee likes it or not, like they are happening. They're happening at a large clip. You, they need to make like the the wizards and the RC needs to make the uh, multiplayer MTR and IPG yeah. now, yeah. like now. It's 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 very frustrating because it's like it it's it feels like genuinely one of those times where you're like I would rather be set in my ways than mm-hmm. actually go out of my way to help people. It sucks. It it genuinely is like actually pretty infuriating because it's like why. Like you want these people who uh, have invested their time into your game, who have loved your format, whether it's on a competitive sense or not competitive. Like, do you think that people who are showing up at these pre-cons and things like that to a Star City event, do you, like, it, what they're is doing the it because on? they like the game, right? Yeah, they, they love the fucking game, right? And they're not there because they want to be turbo sweaty spikes, right? And like, there are people like myself who enjoy this part of the format, like Callahan, right? Uh, but this is our way of enjoying Commander. And why does that mean that suddenly, like, you're, you're going to ignore a part of the population? Just yeah. be- and, and also, like, even at a local game store, it's nice to have rules that work for your game. Like, the, the, that is the craziest part, right? It's like, it, it's not just for tournament players. It's like, the, we want to know that the, there is a system for making rules that work with your game. <laughs> why would you not want rules that work with it? It's like, yeah, the old stuff is fine. Sure. Great. Welcome. It's 2024. The game has changed. CEDH is a thing. People are playing in and this it's way. It's not just one person of the format. It is it's, a vast harsh portion of the format. Right. Even if it is 1%, why would you just tell 1% of the format to go screw? That sucks. <laughs> that sucks. It, it's, and the thing is, is I understand some of the trepidation with the, you know, the logic behind it. it's a lot of work to build an IPG and an MTR. I get that. I understand that is a lot of work. I'm less compelled by that argument when that is your job. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like your, your job is to make these things, to make it and run the format. And both wizards and the RC are kind of acting out of a lot of complacency with it. And, you know, and and with that being said, please don't attack anybody. I'm good friends with the RC members. I and I, you know, they. While I think they are wrong, please don't do any like say anything negative to them, like in a mean way. Like I can disagree with what they're doing, and also just like yeah. not send the troops. Not I guess, harassing. like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you can disagree with someone and not make their life miserable. Yeah, for sure. But you know, at the same time. I'm like, I am very visibly and vocally calling out on them to, Hey, we got to do this. Hey, we got to do this. I don't (laughs) care if you don't want to, you have to, right? Like, and if you can't do that or you don't want to do that, then I think it's pretty fair to say that maybe you should not be in a leadership position. If you Mm -hmm. don't want to do 
the basic parts of leadership. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about that. You know, yeah, I think that's a the, the pretty fair take. <laughs> you don't want to lead, then don't be a leader. Yeah, makes sense to me. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it is running a format is especially one as vast as Commander need, mm-hmm. requires more attention and more work than a like private unfunded third party group is willing to offer and that's just reality um that needs to change so uh that is pretty much where i'm at with it uh we need fucking rules and we need them yesterday uh and it is you know and honestly there are a lot of judges out there seth uh is one of them and I know that there are other judges who've contributed to it that have a very big multiplayer MTR that they have been working on. And so, like, even the argument that it is too much work for you to build an MTR, most of the work has already been done. Just bring yep. them on and make it official. Yep. It, it should not be difficult. Uh, but. Here we are uh, after a year of huge tournaments and events Mm -hmm. still needing to yell to get any sort of traction on these sort of sorts of issues. It's yeah, it's just disappointing. It's like it it just feels like I don't know. It feels like, hey, we're you're a part of the player base. We don't care about you like what that's that's great like everyone loves to hear that there is just a a a directed apathy towards your your actual just i mean yes it's it is work but it seems like a pretty reasonable request that you know commander players want rules for commander and if you're gonna focus starting in what 2020 or 2022 right like Mm -hmm. commander is my main focus the focus of this format it's like and and you'd think the thing that Wizards is focusing on from now on shouldn't have rules associated with it? Are you crazy? It should <laughs> like, only be a casual format too. Nobody should be played competitively. And if they want to, not, you know, yeah, the the ball is already rolling downhill, right? Like it, it, it's happening. Whether like it's it, not that know. it's happening, it has it's happened. happened. Yeah, like, exactly. Right? The like, happening is long gone, and it was yes. long before you banned Flash. It happened. Yeah. It is what yeah. it is. You got to adapt. Mm-hmm. The fun thing yeah. is, is this is us toned down from when we were raging in the car driving home. Uh, yeah. It's just disappointing, right? Like, it's not yeah. even the matter of us being like, ah, everyone can go fuck off. Like, it's just it's it's disappointing. It's it's like it is it is intentional apathy towards a section, a now reasonably sized section of your community. It's like, what? Yeah. What's the point? What's the point? I don't know. Honestly, I'm I'm glad though that uh, Eminence is at least doing a third party. Yeah, moving you know. forward with 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 their adaptations to it, which I think is you know, uh, I, I mean they continue to be the professional standard that we need in this community, and it would be nice if other folks would be willing to match that. <laughs> yeah, right. So. It it really is just it's wild. And mm-hmm. and one of the things too is you know I think I think Tad said something interesting about this on Twitter last week, which was something along the lines of you know that you know people are going to have to you know understand that at some point there are going to be like uh, non just 
non-proxy events are going to eventually be like the way a thing yeah, yeah. and in more of a thing than they are now and yeah. you know with that you know you kind of also have to you again another layer of why you need an official ipg and mtr which is an official way to deal with those things mm-hmm. um and it, i mean and that's the thing like uh, that's the other layer to that too is like uh if you go to most eminence events right you are playing at competitive rel mm-hmm. on saturday we were playing at regular rel mm-hmm. at a five thousand dollar purse <laughs> tournament mm-hmm. all right uh-huh that yeah. is yeah. and i cannot stress this enough fucking insane <laughs> uh-huh yeah but they can't run it at comp rel because they're using normal mtr and ipg which doesn't have comp rel rules for commander yeah Ta-da. fuck me dude i i just it, it, it's complete nonsense and this this is the the cal justice episode every time i play in an scg event it's going to be a cal justice episode right after. <laughs> uh well i mean so that's here's 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 the sad part about this right is that we are at a point where i have blatantly heard people at these events being like i'm starting to want to go to these less right mm-hmm. um and and you know and i heard People in the community say this will be my last SCG event, right? Like I, I know for a fact I won't be traveling as much for these, um, which sucks because that's not like we were really excited when SCG was like, hey, we're doing CEDH, right? Yeah. But then when you go, okay, but now we've heard the feedback of the community and we don't want to do anything about it. Yep. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Very frustrating. Um, yeah. But also, you know. if this ever gets to uh, SEG folks, to, to anyone here, please, there are several very passionate content creators and or other community members who would love to talk to you about ways in which we can improve these tournaments. Maybe Listen to not your even fucking win. judges. I know for a fact you have two head judges. <laughs> I was trying to do a succinct, clean message yeah. there, Calvin. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. But listen, I know for a fact you have two head judges who yeah. are deep in CEDH and know for a fact that. You could talk to them and they will critique what you did and give you constructive feedback on how to improve your events. Fucking listen to them. They are some of the best judges in the world. Okay. Like, listen to them. (sighs) This is a good episode. This is a good love, love me a good soapbox episode. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into these deck lists a little bit here. Uh so Ian, you did some different stuff with Winota. Yeah. Um, let's go through it a little bit. What makes this version of Winota a little bit different? And yeah. how did it you know, we'll get to the how did it play. Uh, we kind of know it to do well, but take us through this list of the ideas behind. Yeah, so like I at the end of the day, I am happy with the list. I'm gonna send it over to you right now. I already have oh, you got it. Great, yeah. lovely. Um so I'm very happy with what the changes I did make to the list. I think it's just like Winota's in a bad spot, mm-hmm. period, right? Um, which is unfortunate. I love the sex so much. But 
The biggest innovations I made for this tournament was the additions of Null Rod and Stony Silence. Now, yeah. the point of doing that was basically the fact that uh, the meta was moving past Thalia effects, right? So like Thalia and Glow Rider and Vern Wingmare, which were like staples of the deck for a very long time. Also notably, all of them each with a single toughness. Right. Uh, <laughs> very kind of sucks the in the current meta. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so all that being said, uh, that's something that the decks really struggle with. Right. Um, so those were scalped from the list because they were either king making people or just not lining up where we wanted them to be. Thorn of Amethyst is also a card that left the list for the exact same reasons. And I found that when I was testing the deck before replacing those with anything proficient, uh, that there was just this gaping hole as far as like stacks was concerned. Like I needed something to button up the hole that the Thalia effects left behind. Mm-hmm. So I added Sony Silence and Null Rod, which historically were kind of antithetical to the game plan um, because they uh, went out and needs artifacts to ramp, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, but what ended up being the case was that they were strong mm-hmm. enough to really hit the best decks in the format in a way that a lot of them aren't ready for. Um, so that theory to pay off worked quite well. I think I was very happy with those innovations, but also they're not humans. They are not non-humans, right? right. They are not creatures. So we don't have collector roof. And because of that, uh, we cannot easily find these is the problem. So were there to be you some kind more of need those, exactly enlightened. Right. So <laughs> if if there is a color shifted collector oof style card that comes out in the near future, maybe this deck can get a little bit more legs because of that. But these new cards that were very, very effective weren't able to be found. Um, then, yeah, I mean, so just like being out in the, the pools, I've also. Oh, well, let's talk about more of these cards, to be fair. Um, I tried my rel out um, kind of underwhelmed by that one. It's just a bad grand abolisher. Ninety nine percent of the time, I think I would rather have a better high impact human. Um, I was kind of like looking at some other folks list and, and trusting them on that one, but I was really disappointed with that one. Uh, Slicer is one of the best cards to be printed for Winota in the past year and a half. Card is sick as hell. Um, three mana hasty Winota triggerer that turns into 21 damage around the table every single rotation to 24 damage uh, is insane. Like I, I, every single game I put it out it does like 30 damage to the table and that's as a side plan for Winota's thing, right? So yeah, Slicer actually goaded. Um, for a long time, Lena, Selfless Champion, was not in the deck. It's like the best Winota pit ever. I'm, I'm, I was so wrong on that one. Thank you, Lewis Nardust, for converting me on that one. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's those are like the big, big changes. Obviously, we have the new Charismatic Conqueror and Dauntless Dismantler, which came in and and changed the deck and and gave it legs that it feels like it should have to be able to fight this format, but um, but not. But not, I guess. Uh, Boromir also is a, a new one to the deck, too. Yeah, like all these pieces are like, oh, yeah, this is great. Add to the deck. The problem is I played four rounds and the one round I won, I resolved and triggered Winota. The other rounds, I was not allowed to resolve or trigger Winota and I lost the game. And if you're noticing a theme here, <laughs> it is the correlation between these two events. So, yes. These new cards were sick. And when I was even playing conservatively, right, I was playing these game plans where I was like, layer the stacks piece on top of the stacks piece, on top of the stacks piece. And then they would be like, well, Najila naturally drew into Duretti. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure, fair enough. All right. So it's like, uh, what do you, 
yeah what do you even do about it <laughs> i don't know i genuinely don't know uh if anyone knows tell me please but that's you know stuff like that kept happening and that's just kind of where things ended with this deck right like it's um it's going to be a list i love for a very long time i will you know every few months keep trying to maybe see if things have changed but as of right now it's it's not looking great for winnie which is beyond harper <laughs>